Hey, this is Chad Brown. Thanks for checking out Chad and Nate On Demand, presented by SCL Mortgage, the home of MySpecialMortgage.com. Denver Sports Station 1043, the band presents Chad and Nate. Hooray. It's Chad and Nate and Russell Wilson just signed a big extension. Five years, $245 million, locking up our golden boy for seven years because they're adding the five years onto the two that already exists. So that's going to be seven years for about $293 million. Uh, the next couple of years, he's going to make what he was already fixing to make, and that's, you know, in the 20s. Uh, $24 million this year, $27 million next year. The new money is five, is five years at an average of $49 million a year. Russell Wilson signs a new contract. Good for us. Good for the Broncos. I think, you know, obviously good for everybody around. The, the form of the contract uh, is fairly friendly considering – the leverage that Russell Wilson and his camp had after the, uh, you know, trade deal by George Payton. It was clear that the Broncos were fully invested. So the thoughts of somehow trying to kick the can down the road until next year to see what Russell Wilson has was a little bit, uh, I think, absurd considering uh, all the draft capital and players that were given up to get Russell Wilson. So this fits. It takes care of this, this deal before the regular season starts. Uh, gives Russell Wilson uh, and the Broncos an opportunity to move forward together. It gives George Payton some uh, understanding of what this cap implication from Russell's will, West Russell's deal is going to be. Therefore, who else can he sign? Other moves he can make. There's a number of talented uh, free agents who are still out there waiting to be signed. If you were interested in one of those guys, I imagine this deal had to come first to see what the implications would be. So uh, now everyone knows the lay of the land. Russell Wilson is, uh, I won't say locked to the Broncos for the next seven years, but they've worked out the next seven years of contract dollars. And now uh, George Payton can see what he has left salary cap wise to give guys extensions, sign other guys, whatever the case may be. Yeah. 165 million is guaranteed uh, for, for Russell Wilson. Uh, leaving him third in the league in guaranteed money as far as quarterbacks go. Kyler Murray has $189.5 million guaranteed. And Deshaun Watson, $230 million guaranteed. Uh, Russell Wilson at $49 million per year will be the second highest paid quarterback, at least now. Uh, some guys are going to come up. Their contracts are going to be due for a redo, and they're going to probably leapfrog that. But right now, the only guy ahead of him, Aaron Rodgers, $50.27 million per year. Our very own Mike Kliss tweeted out about an hour ago that Broncos GM Peyton and Wilson agent Mark Rogers started negotiating around league meetings in late March. Put on put it on pause till ownership sale heated up again when Greg Penner took charge. Penner Peyton talked daily on Wilson deal in recent week, and the deal got done late last night. And per a source, the deal was agreed to in the 11 p.m. hour last night. After Wilson finished a team building dinner with many of his teammates, so Russell's eating dinner with the with the fellas, understanding that his agent is about to finalize a deal that's going to make him a pretty wealthy guy. Not like he already wasn't a wealthy guy, but it just kind of shows you where Russell's head is. You know, he's not sitting at home waiting for his agent 
to give him the news and, you know, ready to count his pile of money. The guy's out there with his teammates being one of the guys, so that, I think that's a very good sign. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what all the uh, finer details of this uh, extension are. But just to be clear, it is a extension. The last two years of Russell Wilson's current deal are in action. They didn't tear those years up, uh, tear that contract up. This is an extension on top of that. So for 2022, Russell Wilson has a cap hit of $24 million. He gets uh, $24 million in cash, $19 million in base salary, $5 million in roster bonus in 2023. Uh, $27 million cap hit, $22 million in salary, and $5 million in roster bonus. This new deal that we're talking about, the five-year $245 million deal, does not kick in until 2024. Mike Kliss went on to say that, uh, well, so make that a $4.946 billion purchase for Walton Penner, $4.65 billion for the franchise, $0.296 billion for the franchise quarterback. <laughs> And they have to put that money in escrow. They do. So it's, it's not like you can, you know, try to figure out where you're going to get that money later. Right. You got to have it. Mm-hmm. And you got to put it in escrow. So it's a good thing that our owner is worth that much money and can take care of these deals in a timely manner when uh, they need to be taken care of and not worry about the cash. Yeah. I mean, even the $165 million uh, signing bonus, again, I'm not sure what that structure it is. Is it all going to be paid at once? Is it paid out over a couple of years? Um, but, uh, you know, there's very few individuals that I'm aware of who can – Scratch out a check for $165 million bucks. What you're saying is $165 million signing bonus? Yes, guaranteed. And that's what guaranteed means? You just get uh, it as a bonus? Well, okay, well, well, I guess that we'll, we'll, we'll get into the semantics of what's guaranteed, which part is signing bonus, when we get the finer details of the contract. Um, I know Deshaun Watson's a fully guaranteed deal was $165 million is guaranteed here. How much of that is going to be signing bonus? How much of that is guarantees against future injury? All those different ways they break up uh, some of this uh, massive money they give out to these quarterbacks. What would you do if I gave you a check right now for $165 million, Chad? I would sit there and I would smile and look at it for quite a while. And then, and then what? I would put it in the bank and I, I'd, you know... Uh, would you change your lifestyle? Nope, I'd come right back to work. you come right back to work? I would. You're not, you, so you're not doing this for the money? No. <laughs> I'd, I'd, be, I'd be hurting if I was. You're not doing it for the money. Uh, texters, what would you do with $165 million? Let us know. 303-713-1043. Mike Kliss went on to say, regarding the timing of the Wilson deal, the sooner the better. And I know this is something that a lot of, uh, a lot of folks on these airwaves have debated. Should we, and I know Mike, uh, Mike Evans was in favor of, hey, maybe it's not the worst idea to let the year play out and then sign the guy and and work it out then. Uh, DMAC and company raked him over the coals for that take, and now... D-Mac and company are doing a, a victory lap on Twitter, if you want to go check them out, uh, rubbing it in Mike Evans' face. And Mike Evans is defending himself, saying that, no, the Broncos didn't have to break the bank or do something crazy like give him $300 million guaranteed or 250 guaranteed, like some were suggesting. The guaranteed money, as you just said, $165 million. That seems pretty reasonable. And Mike Kliss went, uh, went on to say about the timing of the Wilson deal, the sooner the better, as price only goes up. And when you give up two first-round picks, as the Broncos did, two second-round picks, three players, Drew Locke, Noah Fant, Shelby Harris, you don't need to see Wilson play a few games before committing financially. Imperative to get the deal done before the Seattle opener. You agree with that? Uh, Was it imperative? Imperative would imply that if it wasn't done, then that would be a a negative effect uh, upon the season. Um, No, with two years left on Russell Wilson's deal, 
Uh, I think it was urgent, but imperative, no. Russell Wilson would have still showed up uh, in the big giant truck, uh, had the cool, you know, leaving the truck or parking the car at the game videos. He still would have put the work in, still would have played well. The locker room still would have bought into Russell Wilson as the franchise quarterback. Nothing would have changed um, if it hadn't gotten done this year. But again, with the amount of leverage that Russell Wilson and his camp had, as evidenced by the fact that contract stocks started, what, you said the couple days or right before the owner's meeting or something like that? Yeah. Yeah, so the, the timing March. is clear that they were uh, trying to get this done. And a contract of this size is not banged out on a napkin at dinner. It takes some time to figure all this out. Yeah. Um, and if you waited, you might have to pay him more, right? You, no, nah, it wouldn't be might. You would. You would. Yeah, and, and by all accounts, the economics of the NFL is, is fixing to take off in the next couple of years because of new TV deals and whatnot. 2023, 2024, in particular, the salary cap is going to go way up. So I know we're going to be having discussions about if a team can win it all with a quarterback making so much money. There are there are those out here there who believe, and I know there's, there's statistics that back it up, that it's, it is difficult to win a Super Bowl when your quarterback makes – something like 19 or 20% of the salary cap. Because, of course, you got other players on the team. You got to figure out how to pay those guys. You want to attract free agents you can pay. You want to keep guys into their second and third contracts that you like. And obviously, paying a dude $50 million a year when the salary cap's $200 million limits your ability to do that. The salary cap's going to go up a lot in the next couple of years. So that's also going to be a favorable detail with the Russell Wilson stuff. All right, Russell Wilson signs a new contract, five years, $245 million. Adding on to the two years that it already exists, that's seven years. Seven more years. How many Super Bowls is he going to win? Let's ride. It's Chad and Nate on Denver Sports Station, 104.3 The Fan. My goal is to play 10 or 12 more years and hopefully win three or four more Super Bowls. That's the plan. So, um, I mean, that's, that's the mindset. That's why I came here, to, to hopefully be able to finish my career here and to finish on top as a champion, you know, and, uh, and, and do it multiple times. So that, that's my mindset. Ten more years he wants to play and three or four Super Bowls. And if he's able to do that, I think the legend of Russell Wilson will live on for a long time around here. And this morning uh, is another step in that direction. Russell Wilson has just signed a five-year Contract extension, five years, $245 million uh, added on to the two years he's already got on his contract now, putting that at seven years for $293 million. So those last five years, he's going to make an average of $49 million per year, and he's got $165 million of those things guaranteed. Now, before the break, I pose the question to you, the listener. What would you do with $165 million guaranteed? Posed it to Chad. I said, Chad, would you quit the radio gig? He said, nah, I do this for the love of the game. Yo. I don't do this for the money. I do it for the love of it. And uh, got some interesting texts on the on the subject. If I had $165 million, I would buy out Mike Evans and D-Max contracts. So I wouldn't have to listen to them <laughs> act like children anymore. Um, if I had the money, I'd pay off my parents in-laws, and my mortgages. Well, that's a very wholesome way to spend that money. And we have some other ones that I can't read on here. Less than wholesome. How would you spend $165 million? Would you keep working? Would you get a new job? Would you travel? Would you 
I don't know. What would you do? So, Chad, um, as a defensive player, yep. how does a locker room respond or react to a guy, a quarterback, signing a contract like this? Because Russell Wilson has already kind of come in as a as a new age sort of new NFL quarterback where, you know, we're on, we're unrolling the red carpet for him. And obviously the rules that apply to everyone else don't necessarily apply to, apply to Russell. Uh, it seems as if everyone's okay with that. It seems as if everyone's on, on board with this newfangled NFL in which quarterbacks get special treatment and, and get their own teams and stuff like that. Does the money change that at all? Um, are, are you guys talking to each other like, man, this dude, or is it just, Hey, good for Russell. Let's ride. There's a general good for Russell sentiment because, hey, you know, we want to celebrate anybody when they get paid. Uh, but there's also a, there's less of a celebration when the quarterback gets his deal, particularly a guy like Russ who's already gotten a deal. Um, just as the average person walking on the streets can't relate to, you know, the the salary of a, even a basic NFL football player, the basic NFL football player can't relate to Russell Wilson's salary. It, the, 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 the gap in understanding is just that far apart. Uh, do you think Jalen Virgil has any, un, any understanding of what Russell Wilson's money is like? He doesn't. He's an undrafted free agent. Yeah. What did he get when he signed with the Broncos? Five grand, 10 grand, you know, maybe 20 tops. So that's what he got for his signing bonus. Russell Wilson gets 165 million bucks guaranteed. I'm not sure what the magnitude of difference is in that. I haven't done the math yet between, you know, how many 10 grands fit into 165 million, but it's a lot. <laughs> yeah. It's a whole heck of a lot. Yeah. So the ability for the locker room to understand those kind of things. Um, I saw it, uh, in person, uh, when Warren Moon was fighting for his contract and holding out, uh, during Seahawks training camp. And so when Warren came in and signed his deal, uh, after his first practice, he called everybody up and he said things like, well, you know, there were some details that maybe a lot of you guys don't understand. Thanks, Warren. It's like, whoa, I know you're like 40 plus years old and, you know, there's a lot of 22 year olds in this huddle after practice here, but we're all kind of on the football team. And I know you're the quarterback and your numbers are unrelatable to most of the guys around here, but you don't need to talk down to the guys. Like they can't understand the fact that you're fighting for what you think is fair money. Um, But yeah, it just makes the quarterback a a, a step further unrelatable and it creates that, you know, 52 and when one special guy mentality that you've talked about. And so it's up to Russell to kind of bridge that, right? Yep. To not, to not, to not embody that sort of separation, but to try to, to try to, walk across that bridge and relate to his teammates. Like last night he was out with his buddies, uh, with his teammates having dinner. They were out to dinner. So do you think he picked up the bill or made everyone split? Hopefully he picked up. Considering the news that broke this morning, <laughs> it would not go well in that locker room if Rustin picked, picked the bill up. Although, you know, there's a, there, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of rich dudes who are incredibly stingy with their money. Like you go out to dinner with them and you are splitting that thing down the middle. Yeah. And uh, I mean, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna name any names, but I played with some dudes who were very rich and very, very frugal to the point where uh, I owed one of my teammates like forty bucks from a a, a poker game, mm-hmm. and he tracked me down for that money. <laughs> like, he kept hitting me up like, "What's up?" Because I think it was off season. He's like, "What's up?" Like, "What's up with my forty dollars?" I'm like, "Are you serious?" I'm like, he's like, "Can you bring it by?" I'm like, "All right, man," and I brought him his forty dollars. I had a guy in Pittsburgh 
in year 14, he took, you know, you only allowed so many tickets for away games, basically. And, you know, the, the, the team will give out a couple and you got to buy extra. So anyway, he bought some tickets for me for an away game. And the tickets were like 200 bucks each. And he got like four of them. That was, you know, after a couple of weeks, I was like, all right, man, it's, it's just the principle. You, you, yeah. you told me you were going to pay me for them and now you're not. It's not like the money, I'm going to be able to feed my kids, man, but come on. Pay up, and dude. Did he, did he pay up? Nope. Oh, really? Every time I see him or his brother, I'm like, man, somebody got to give me some money here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I won some money from, from Champ um, in a poker game one time, and he was just, he wasn't being a jerk about it. He just kept forgetting to bring it. Uh-huh. Like, over and over and over. I'm like, Champ, this is getting pretty ridiculous. I'm like, how about this, man? Because <laughs> he had a really big Nike deal. Uh-huh. I'm like, just give me your Nike login and then let me just get some Nike gear. Right. Worth that much. He's like, all right. <laughs> so he gave me his Nike, and I just got a, like $1,000 worth of Nike gear. Nice. <laughs> nice. Um, but um, someone texted in, and you, posed, you, you posited the question of, of how many more times 10,000 is $165 million for J- Jalen Virgil versus Russell Wilson. 16,500 times more money. For Russell Wilson's guarantee, than for Virgil's ten thousand dollars signing bonus. The numbers were so easy; I should have just known to move the decimal point. But uh, but, nah, yes, nah, nah, but, nah. but but thank you, Texter, for pointing out the the magnitude of difference, right? And how big that divide is in the locker room, right? Um, so yes, Jalen Virgil is trying to learn from Russell Wilson, but at the same time, he and Russell Wilson are going to be on the field together. They're contemporaries in one way, and on the other way, they are so far apart. It's was it 16,500 times difference? Yeah. Yeah, that's how much difference there is. Yeah, and that's the thing because, you know, obviously Russell Wilson deserves this money because the, the body of work that he's put together over 10 years, this is, this, is a, this is about what he has already done. That's why he's making this money, not about what he could do, but it's what he's proven that he can do. But when you take that part of it away, and I know it's easy to take that part of it away from the, for the argument, for the sake of the argument, but Jalen Virgil and Russell Wilson are, are doing the same work. You know, they're coming into the same facility around the same time, putting in the same hours, and then going home around the same time. Mm-hmm. And Jalen Virgil is working just as hard. You know what I'm saying? Like, physically. And probably mentally, too, because he's trying to learn stuff that Russell Wilson already knows. So it is, the hierarchy is incredibly disparate. But I think that players understand that. They're not bitter about it. But it is a reality, you know? And, and, and it could, if... There, if if it, if there continues to be a separation, if there's a personality clash, or things don't go right, then it could rear its ugly head. Yeah, I don't think they're angry with Russell Wilson, or they you know have some resentment towards Russell Wilson. They is the structure of the NFL, and I imagine in, in other companies where uh, you know the staff and the management have very uh, a very big wide uh, gap in their salaries. There can be that similar feeling. So I guess folks out there has a, a general sense of how that plays out. Um, yeah, but it's I've never been in a locker room where the team is like super the locker room, locker room is super excited when the quarterback gets paid. He's, what? He's, he's expected to get paid. He's already making great money. Now he makes even greater money and we just go, you know, dap him up and say congratulations. Congratulations, but, bro. Put on your red jersey and just stand back there and throw the ball around while we run and hit. Right. <laughs> but like, you know, Rod Smith comes in as an undrafted free agent. Right. So when he gets his first big money deal, yep. the locker room was excited right. for Rod Smith to achieve that. Right. He earned it. He, you know, Everyone saw the grind that he did to, to get there. It was Nothing was given to him. That kind of guy you get excited about. The locker room loves to celebrate that guy. Like Tim Patrick's deal last year. Yes, Tim yep. Patrick's deal. But the 
quarterback stuff doesn't quite generate the same level of of excitement and, and all everyone's like, yay, good for you. <laughs> you don't think the team's going to throw him a party? No. No, it's, no, it's unfortunate, but that's the way it works. Um, all right, so if you're just joining us, Russell Wilson signing an extension, five years, $245 million, 165 of them things are guaranteed. Uh, we're going to keep diving into that, uh, peeling back the layers of that and what that means for these Broncos going forward. But first, how the Rockies fare? Here's Spilly to fill us in. Spill it, Spilly. You're listening to Chad and Nate on Denver Sports Station, 104.3 The Fan. Russell Wilson just signed a huge contract for a bunch more money, Chad. Five years. $245 million added on to the two-year deal. Uh, two years that was left on his other deal. That's seven years, $293 million. Uh, the next couple of years, he's making, I think, 23 this year, 28 next year. And then the new contract kicks in five years, $245 million, an average of $49 million per year. Only Aaron Rodgers making more than that, $50.27 million. So they're pretty comparable there. And... Um, Russell's guaranteed money is going to be $165 million. Some people on the text line asking, what does is, what is guaranteed money really mean? Uh, can you elucidate, Chad, on what guaranteed money is? All right. Uh, you know, outside of the what, Kirk Cousins deal, his last deal, and the Deshaun Watson deal, no players ever had a you know fully guaranteed contract. I suppose the, a lot of the rookies, uh, when they Why sign, don't they have... Guaranteed contracts in football because they got them in basketball, they got them in baseball. Why not football? Injury, the the, the injury rate of one hundred percent. It from an ownership standpoint, from a salary cap management standpoint, uh, you sign a guy to a big money deal and he gets injured, um, it can <laughs> blow up your team very very quickly. Uh, so the flexibility that the, the, the non guaranteed deals give the club and ownership, uh, you know, is what makes the NFL. A lot, it still work because if you didn't, again, one major injury to one guy who's got a big money deal would crush you. Um, and that's why, you know, guys like Von Miller can sign the deal that he signed with Buffalo because it's not all guaranteed. He's not going to see the last year or two of that deal out there in Buffalo. It seems great. It puts numbers out there in the public and, you know, Von's agent can say, look at this deal I got from my client, but it's all funny money those last couple years of deal outside of these quarterback deals for the most part. Um, yeah, so guaranteed money is money that's, uh, there's a couple different ways. There's money guaranteed at signing. When you sign this deal, you're going to get this money no matter what. Um, and that's typically lower than what's considered, you know, the overall guarantee. So so when we're talking about this $165 million guaranteed figure, yes. he's, he's not getting a check for one sixty five. I don't think so. I, I, I love, want to see all the details. Is one sixty five guaranteed at signing? Probably not. So is there uh, $20 million guaranteed for a roster bonus next year? M- maybe. So when you start to uh, – when, when, when the media reports on these things, it's easy to say Russell Wilson will probably be on this roster next year. So that $20 million, we'll add that into the guaranteed money column, even though it's not guaranteed at signing. Uh, his roster bonus two years from now. Okay, he'll probably be there as well. So we can kind of lump that into the guaranteed section as well, even though, again, it's not guaranteed at signing. It's not a true guarantee. It's like a signing bonus. So there's all these different ways that clubs will 
uh, you know, designate money to a player in a complex in a contract as complex as Russell's here, um, where the guaranteed at signing figure and the overall guarantees can be pretty far apart. Um, and so the player is typically going to get you know most of that quote unquote fully guaranteed money. Um, the expectation is is that he will get it. So the salary cap in the NFL for 2022 is $208.2 million. Um, now, this this contract of Russell is Russell's. This new one's not going to kick in for a couple years, and the salary cap will go up. And the idea, or at least the belief amongst NFL executives, is that the economics of the league are really going to take off in the next couple of years because of these new television contracts and just the way that the NFL business is growing. Um, that said, let's say it does go up to, I don't know, $245 million. Okay, by 2024, which is when Russell's new contract kicks in. He'll be making $49 million. Salary cap, hypothetically, is called $245 million. So he's making 20% of the money you can spend on all 53 guys. That goes to one guy. Mm-hmm. Is that an imbalance? Is your quarterback overpaid? Uh, are, are, are you... Sorry. No, go ahead. Are you creating a competitive disadvantage there? By not being able to play other guys, uh, at at some point, yeah. When you start to have guys who take up a significant portion of the salary cap, um, it chips away what you can pay other guys and what you can do is in your pursuit of free agents. And that's why the the Russell Wilson first Super Bowl model in Seattle was the one that almost every club wants to do. You want to go out and be able to draft a quarterback, have his salary locked in at a low number for you know four or five years, and be able to build up the roster around them as they did in Seattle. They were able to pay Michael Bennett and pay Cliff Averill and pay Cam Chancellor and pay Richard Sherman and pay Marshawn Lynch. And so the, the salary cap situation there was so healthy that they could do that and build up that roster. But Russell signs his new deal. They have to, they're forced to then make difficult salary cap based decisions. It chips away at the rest of the roster. And now the, the Seahawks are now in rebuilding mode after they've gotten rid of Russell Wilson's deal because that's the, journey that you take when you you pay these quarterback this giant franchise money at some point uh it makes it difficult to sign other guys and then you consider yourself to be in a super bowl window so you want to hold on to this guy you want to hold on to that guy for as long as you can uh, in hopes that you can somehow be in that window still but at some point you do have to pay the piper the salary cap gods don't ever just say oh you know what you can give me next year no salary cap gods have to be Take into account every single year. And if you start doing massive signing bonuses to kick some of that money down the road, at some point that money comes due and you become the Seattle Seahawks where you have to, you know, have a year off essentially to get your salary cap in a healthy spot so then you can compete again in the future. So to be clear, I don't think the Broncos had much wiggle room. They got to pay him what they got to pay him. Right. You want Russell Wilson around, you have to pay him this money. This is how the league is working right now. So I'm not in any way trying to pick apart this deal. I think it was uh, the right thing to do, and we got Russell Wilson locked up. You look around the league. What other options you got at quarterback? We exhausted that discussion over the last couple of years. Yes. Who else are you going to get, right? Right. So you got this guy. You pay what you got to pay to keep him around, but that does force your hand on some other issues down the road. Pat Sertan. Yep. Does that affect how much money you can pay him when his contract's up? Cornerbacks are highly paid. Yeah. Um, Jerry Judy. Let's say he goes off, right, next couple of years. Is that going to affect how much you can pay Jerry Judy? Or if you can keep both Tim Patrick and Cortland Sutton and pay Jerry Judy? There's some decisions that need to be made down the line. Um, but Russell Wilson, who just signed 
a five-year, $245 million extension, is going to be your Broncos quarterback for the foreseeable future. All right, what about the idea? And you just talked about it. Now, God forbid, but it happens in football. What happens if Russell gets hurt? That's going to suck. <laughs> this is why This is this is why Nathaniel Hackett doesn't want to play Russell Wilson in the preseason. This is exactly where those fears come from because not only did Chad Pennington never really come back and be healthy after that injury that uh, Nathaniel Hackett has cited as his reason why for not paying guys, but if a quarterback like Russell Wilson with the contract in front of him with $165 million guaranteed, I know it's not all guaranteed at signing, so there brings some wiggle room there, but to move on from Russell Wilson, the cap hit would be tremendous. The salary cap ramifications would be tremendous. Um, so this is why you have to treat these guys with kid gloves at certain times because the effect they would have on your franchise for years to come down the road if somehow this guy were to get injured and not be able to play uh, and fulfill his contract. So the success that Russell had in Seattle um, informed this decision to sign him to this new contract. And that success was pretty unprecedented. He's the first, or I'm sorry, the fastest quarterback ever to 100 wins. He's got 104 career wins to only 53 losses. Um, incredibly durable player since 2012 when he took over as a starter. Unless I'm mistaken here, he only missed the three games last year. Every other season, he's been available every single game, which tells me that his on-field football instincts are so sharp that he, and, and by watching him practice, I've noticed the same thing, that he sees what's happening in front of him, unfolding what the, how the defensive play is unfolding. He makes an, a split-second decision and instantly takes off and knows exactly how far he can get before he needs to get down, before he can avoid getting hurt. But this creates an imperative on the offensive line doesn't it, to really protect this asset because um, that's a lot of money. And just like you said, if he gets hurt, well, we got some trouble. <laughs> we do. And, uh, I mean, I think the, the offensive line roster building is going to remain the same whether Russell Wilson was on his current deal of 20, what, $23 million, $24 million, and the next year for twenty seven. Uh, whether it's going to be you know forty nine next year, you still got to find a way to protect this guy. Um, so it doesn't change that aspect much. But yes, the hands and face and uh, possibilities of the franchise rest in Russell Wilson's hands from a playing perspective. But now it is official from a salary cap perspective as well. Well, Russell Wilson just got a whole lot richer. Uh, the Broncos can breathe a sigh of release and, and uh, of relief and move forward with their guy. Um, it, it's got to feel good just knowing that he's locked down, that we don't have to worry about that. It's not looming over our heads. Obviously, Russell wants to be here. He talked about the last decade was special in Seattle, and he's ready for this next decade. Presumably, he wants to spend that whole decade here in Broncos country. Uh, so let's ride. We're going to continue talking about this and all the stuff it Im- implies. Stick around. That's next. <laughs> Denver Sports Station 1043 The Fan presents Chad and Nate. $245 million is a whole lot of cabbage, a whole lot of clams, a lot of dough. What other uh, money terms can we come up with? Because I haven't heard this. Yeah, cabbage is one, dough, frog skins. Frog skins. I'm looking at, I'm looking at a list online. Shillings. Okay. Uh, Shekels. Duckets. 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 Um, doll hairs. Doll hairs? 
Dollars, doll hairs. Never, not, no, I haven't heard that one. Benjamins, familiar with that. Yeah. But Benjamins are hundreds, so it wouldn't be 165. Well, it wouldn't be 245 million Benjamins. Right, I was just... But yeah, it is all about the Benjamins, baby. It is about the Benjamins, but I was just speaking of terms that people apply to money that just doesn't say dollars. Yeah, what, what are some other uh, slang? Cash, capital, coin, currency, those aren't fun. No. Hard cash, legal tender. No, Come on, no, guys. no. Uh, honk. Honk? Yeah. Uh, loot. Yeah, sometimes you get lists on online that are stupid lists, and, and, and they don't really work. So Russell Wilson just signed a, an extension here. He already had two years left on his deal. He put five years. Well, the Broncos and his agent worked out a deal that put five years on the end of that, five years for $245 million and an average of $49 million per year, making him the second highest paid Quarterback in the NFL to Aaron Rodgers, who's making slightly more, $50.27 million per year for the back-to-back NFL MVP. So right now, we welcome in our buddy, our pal, our friend, our senior Broncos rider on the Johnson Auto Plaza Hotline, Andrew Mason. How you doing, Andrew? All right, Nate. How are you doing? Pretty pretty good, man. Um, big news today in Broncos country. I heard you talking with the fellas earlier. You were in the process of crunching some of the numbers and trying to figure out the implications. So in the last hour, what have you learned? Well, I had to abandon that because I had to get one other story up, and now I'm focused on the other. But I'm basically, I think this deal is going to be maybe not a bargain, but it's going to be a, it's going to be a fair deal as you get into – uh, as you get into 2025, 2026, 2027, um, in terms of in terms of the cap outlay, look, we're not talking about the kind of bargain that you got uh, that, that the Patriots got from Tom Brady taking a below market rate. But I think you're going to be looking at this contract when you get to three or four years down the line and saying that uh, uh, it's probably it's in terms of average annual value, probably somewhere around around six to eight and. Uh, you know, considering that you're expecting Russell Wilson to be among the top eight quarterbacks, if he and, ha- and he has been for some time, if he lives up to what he has done in the past, it's not going to be a steal, but it's going to be a pretty a pretty fair deal and really as good as the Broncos could have hoped for. I think it'll work out for him. Uh, the ability for teams to uh, you know negotiate a deal like uh, Russell Wilson's, it can suck all the air out of the room. It can suck all the mental <laughs> bandwidth out of the room. Now that this deal is done and the possible salary cap implications are understood, is there someone else on this Broncos roster who you think is in line for an extension or a pay bump or whatever else now that George Payton has put this Russell Wilson deal behind him? Uh, Well, Chad, I think the next guy is uh, potentially Bradley Chubb, but he's going to have to play at a level that justifies it. I mean, I think, it's no slam dunk that Chubb is back next year. He, at minimum, he's got to have a season where I think he's, he's at least in the 12 sack range. But the other thing that's kind of coming into play with Bradley Chubb is uh, what they feel for some of the guys uh, in reserve. I mean, uh, if let's say Baron Browning pro- uh, proves that he can step up his game and proves to be very efficient and effective when he's out there this year, that may give them the luxury of moving on from Bradley Chubb. Ditto the progress of Nick Benito if he goes where the Broncos uh, hope he can go. So, I mean, the next one would seem to be Bradley Chubb, but I don't think that's, uh, I don't think that one is obvious uh, just yet. And then 
I think it'll probably I think it'll probably go on a little a little bit of a of a pause at, after that as 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 things kind of reassess. Remember these they're in the middle of two draft classes here that they're not going to have a where they're not going to have a first round pick and next year won't have a second round pick. So that's going to affect what they can do uh, they can do long term. But I think you can kind of look at this and say, all right, they're they're pretty well set. A couple of years from now, we might be talking about a, a something for Cortland Sutton if he ends up. Uh, upping his game a little bit. But right now, I'd say Chubb's probably the one to keep your eye on. All right, Andrew, one more quick question. I'll let you jump. I know you're a busy guy. Um, okay, so now that this contract is inked and he's he's locked up for the next seven years, what would be the type of success that would make you th- think this guy earned his money? Two Super Bowls, three Super Bowls, trips to the playoffs. What does he got to do to prove that he earned it? Perennial playoff team and one Super Bowl win. If you, I mean... If you get multiple Super Super Bowl wins, I think that's that that that'd be amazing. And I, but I wouldn't put the expectation there. I mean, I I know that there are people listening and people out there who look at Peyton Manning's four years here and they think, oh well, you know, they should have had at least one more Super Bowl. But it's it's daggum hard to win just one. And the other thing that you have in play here is you have a bunch of teams that are that are and will pay their quarterbacks at a level to where they're expecting the Super Bowl as well. I think, and then you have, and you have pretty wide variance from year to year. I mean, when was the last time that we had a, you know, that we had a team win back-to-back championships? I mean, it's just, it's, it's something that's just exceptionally hard to do. So I think if you get one Super Bowl and you're in the playoff conversation year after year, and if he's there seven years, maybe you miss the playoffs a time or two, maybe you go to playoffs five out of seven, you win a Super Bowl. I think if you do that, it's more than successful. Love it. Thank you, Andrew. Get back to work, buddy. We appreciate you. My pleasure, fellas. Have a great morning. You too, Andrew. Thanks. All right. You heard it from Andrew there. One Super Bowl, perennial playoff contender. Um, would you be happy with that, Chad? I would be. I, 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 been, I would want to bring that question up earlier, uh, not just to Andrew, but to you as well. You know, what can, what would be considered a successful tenure for Russell Wilson here? I think a, a Super Bowl uh, at least one would be the bare basic expectation minimum. It's a lot of phrasing there. I know bare, bare basic, basic, basic expectation minimum. minimum. Yes. Is that would you would that be considered a BBEM? <laughs> if there's such a thing, yes. I just coined the phrase the BBEM. Um, yeah, but one Super Bowl would be the minimum expectation. Uh, I think Andrew points out the playoffs, and you every year. Uh, to be the in the story, in the running, in the in contention, um, that George Payton and Nathaniel Hackett, uh, if they're all together that long, and Russell Wilson, all working together, and this team has enough firepower to make it to the playoffs every year. And it's not always going to be up to the quarterback as far as how far they go in the playoffs, but Russell Wilson should be leading this team into the playoffs, competing for a division championship every single year, and one Super Bowl victory would be enough to cap it for me. In a vacuum, it's it's really easy to talk like that, you know, because clearly this guy's an amazing football player. He's had unprecedented success in his first 10 years in the league. Um, he's earned that contract. He got a lot of other talented players. He got a lot of excitement, a lot of juice, new ownership group, new coach. But you got 31 other teams who also are just as dedicated to winning a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And in, in this division, you got some teams who are hungry, who are... I don't know, more experienced than this team playing together who have a track record of success who see this happening here and want to prove that, well, the Broncos ain't nothing. That 
that it doesn't matter what you guys do. We still have mind control over you, like Debo. Uh-huh. Right? So on the flip side of that coin, Chad, if in seven years from now the Broncos have two playoff wins, no Super Bowls, would that be a failure? Yes, that would be a failure. That would The expectations uh, with George Payton, with Nathaniel Hackett, Russell Wilson, the expectations are incredibly high. Tim Patrick said, it's Super Bowl or bust, baby. And doesn't everybody say that every year? No, they don't. The, I, the New York Jets are not saying that. Robert Soller's not the head coach there is not saying that. So he it, should be. But the expectations here, because of track record, because of John Elway, because of Peyton Manning, because of the Bowling family ownership, expectations are incredibly high. So when you bring in three guys who seem to have the goods as far as your GM, your head coach, and your quarterback, then expectations will not just be high, but the highest. Of expectations, which is to hoist a Lombardi trophy. So, uh, yeah, the expectation next seven years, at least one has to get done. Otherwise, this will be a failure in the eyes of the fans. Tremendous opportunity, and you still didn't get it done. And yet and still, you know, you got 2,000 of the best football players on planet Earth pretty much evenly divided up into 32 teams. We don't care about those guys. We only care about these guys. These are our guys, and our guys are the best. Therefore, our guys have to (laughs) deliver a Super Bowl trophy. Right. And, you know, if you think about that Super Bowl trophy, and we've been talking about the last six years being in the desert, just starving, thirsty, crawling through the sand, just like crusty mouth, just like (laughs) one step. Then the next in this arid football world where there's no hope and all of a sudden we have that hope. But if you look back in the last six years, since the Broncos won a Super Bowl, you know how many other teams in the NFL have won Super Bowls since the Broncos? Five. Yes. Five. That means there's 25, 26 other teams who haven't won it since the Broncos. And they're probably hungrier, right? So it ain't going to be an easy path. You're going to have to get to work. It puts a lot of pressure on these guys. But, uh, hey, what do they say about pressure? Pressure busts a pipe. Makes diamonds. Ah. That's a BBEM for you. Uh, but pressure also busts a pipe. <laughs> so you're saying there's a chance the pipes can bust. <laughs> that, yes. Pressure can do one of two things. It can make a diamond or it can bust a pipe. All right. So what are the Broncos going to do with this new signing? Are they going to make diamonds or are they going to bust a pipe? We'll get back into that and more next. Hey, this is Nate Jackson. Thanks for checking out Chad and Nate On Demand, presented by SCL Mortgage, the home of MySpecialMortgage.com.